recording again for real. For real. All right, close that. Close that. Close that. And close that. All right, you ready to go? Ready. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Except not this week, because it is time for our holiday mailbag. Uh, a little bit of a... We're talking to you. Yeah, this is a little bit of a, a buffer. While uh, we, I am traveling for the holidays, I do wish you every wish to everyone a, a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Quasi Kwanzaa, a Tip Top Tet, and a Solemn Dignified Ramadan while we're at it. But we took these questions from you guys on all the social media. Um, a good mix of Simpsons and non-Simpsons related questions. Um, we'll answer them all and then uh, and ha- wish you guys a happy holidays. Um, just We'll just jump right into it. First from Seb. Uh, hi, guys. I've been listening to the show since way back when. You're still only about halfway through season one. Since then, I started and graduated university, met my girlfriend, who I am now engaged to, bought a really cool knitted sweater Oof. with a picture of Bart Simpson on it. <laughs> Congrats on the sweater. My question is, what do you think the outcome would be if Fox was to remake the beloved classics from the golden years from the new high-quality animation style, had the voice actors redo their lines with no change in the script? Would they be just as good, or would some of the charm be lost? Um, well, now it'd be Disney, for one. Yeah, Disney loves doing stuff like that. They, yeah, I wouldn't put anything, because, hey, look at Star Wars. Uh, yeah. I If, let's say we... Taking your specifications, I think it wouldn't be the same. No, um, it would still be interesting. It'd be great if you had watched it originally. You could say, oh, yeah, this looks different now, uh, but it would lose some of the charm. I, I think one of the great things about The Simpsons in the early seasons was, I don't want to say shoestrings. It definitely wasn't on a shoestring budget, but there were limitations that they would not have now. I It took me a very long time for me to be able to watch the show with the, the better coloring, with the better animation. Yeah, it, it took me a long time to get used to it because I agree it's better. Like it results in less errors and less weird little wonky animation things that you can sometimes spot in even like later seasons, like five, four, three, four, five, six, seven, where most people agree most of that stuff disappears, but you can still see a little bit of animation things here and there that it clearly is better and it's faster and it's cheaper and like they're never going to go back, but. I think a part of that charm is the the animation being traditional, not computer, digitally colored, um, and the voice actors. They're older, and their voices have changed. That's true. Uh, that's the you don't really realize, especially Julie Kavner. She, that yeah, doing... Julie Kavner. I don't think you did, especially if you did an episode where somebody where Marsh sings. I don't think she could do it anymore. Yeah, and it, I don't really blame her that's she's been doing a gra- like that gravelly voice for 30 years and like it has taken a toll and frankly home like all every all the cast members aren't as bad but still homer's voice is different you can tell uh bart's voice is sometimes different too Le- yardley smith has mostly stayed the same i think of all the core f- the core family um harry shearer's like i i think he has wavered a little bit as well like i can sometimes hear smithers and skinner in each other like when they're like it sometimes it feels like Skinner moves into like a little bit of a a lower Smithers voice and Smithers sometimes pitches down into like a high Skinner voice and I I just hear it and I can't unhear it sometimes but I mean they've been doing it I'm gonna start watching for that (laughs) I I don't know it's weird I think they can't I like I wouldn't put past Disney to reboot the Simpsons I think they would do different I don't know what they would do but I feel like it's certainly I I don't know what's going to happen with that. I will see. 
I mean, it just happened today that it got announced. So, and it hasn't been even approved yet, but I, I don't think it won't be approved, especially with this administration. Um, next question from AJ. Hey, Robbie, Matt, I started listening to your podcast in the past few months while at work and has been the best way to start my day. Such so a dull and dreary place. Oh, sorry. I uh, totally get if you don't answer all my questions. I have a small handful for my nerdy brothers and feel free to skip any you don't want to answer. Uh, one, I know you talk about King of the Hill and Rick and Morty. If you had to pick five animated shows, East or West, other than The Simpsons, what would you recommend and why? Um, I think we answered a similar, no, we did TV shows in general, not animated shows. Um, animated shows, uh, Futurama. I still definitely, I think the, I, the original season, four seasons, I think the extra seasons after some are, some of the episodes are really good and then some of them are bad. They, they go in and out. Yeah. They're not all good, but there there's, I would still give them a shot. I mean, if you really love, I like, I love Futurama. So of course I watch them, but I felt like season four ended so perfectly. It was such a great ending to a show. Yeah. And they just kind of attacked on a bunch of stuff, which is some of it is really good. And some of it is definitely forgettable. Um, animated shows, King of the Hill, which I guess, can I include King of the Hill? Cause I think King of the Hill is no, great. No, let's, let's, let's leave the ones we're already uh, working on uh, out of this because I've got okay. too many. <laughs> okay. Uh, Futurama. Um, Give me some, Matt. Start throwing out answers. I'm, I'm... Okay, uh, I'm going through my list of shows that I have. Uh, Futurama, I'm going to also add in there um, Archer, uh, Bob's Burgers, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and uh, the sequel Korra. Yeah, Avatar's a good answer. Avatar's great. Avatar's fantastic. I'm rewatching it with my wife, her for the first time, and it's it's so good, you guys. Yeah. If you have not seen the original Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV show, not the movie. No, the movie's the worst. Please go watch it. The TV show is tremendous. It's really... Um, Adventure Time. Also I love, a good one. I like it. And, and I, deeper than you think uh, when no. you first start watching it. I, I mean, I, I think you can do it. That's the kind of show you can do at two levels. You can just kind of enjoy mm-hmm. the simple the simplicity of it, you know, the short 11 minute episodes, but also, um, I would, hmm, I don't know if I would throw in, there was once upon a time where I loved Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about it anymore either. I think there's still some very, it's so stupid that I, I really liked it for a time, but I don't know. I might've outgrown that. Um, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, Steven universe. Definitely watch Steven universe. Yeah. Steven universe. Um, also star Wars rebels. If you're yeah. into Star Wars. It's I I don't I have I don't watch a, I I haven't watched a lot of anime. I I I think I I I don't think it's fair to lump in anime with this answer. Like I could tell you the few anime shows I've watched like all of, and I probably use, I, those are good, but I don't think it's fair to compare them necessarily, and because I haven't watched enough of it to get a full. Like I don't, I never. That's true. I think the the only anime I've watched a ton of was Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's like a procedural. That's quite like a. Kind of, yeah, it's like a cyberpunk law and order yes but far deeper plots than law and order um no it is number two question what video games have you put the most time into and what do you wish you had more time for what do you got matt uh definitely world of warcraft uh i don't play much anymore i I used to be solidly subscribed for every expansion that ended somewhere around i think mr pandara is my first big break uh, when I took off about six months and and then it got to the point where I subscribe for, you know, three or four months, I take three or four months off. It's it's the way the game goes nowadays. There's not really enough to keep you involved for that long uh, unless you have a lot of friends in the game. Uh, also, all the civilization games from four on, I think I have well over four to five hundred hours in each one of those games. I think that's it, actually. 
I mean, that's what Civ does. It, it, if you play Civ, it just kind of devours your life. Um, the most time into all, overall, um, this year has been player unknowns battlegrounds. I've put about a hundred. You and your PUBG. PUBG. I've been put about 185 hours into that this year. Um, overall, I probably Fallout 3 is the game I put the most hours. I probably put 400 hours into Fallout 3 overall wow. between just multiple single player run throughs without mods and then again with mods i've played it a lot um wish i had more time for every game like i try and not you know i have a bunch of games that i just haven't played and i want to it's just i feel unproductive when i do it too often i wish i could play PUBG more frankly <laughs> that game's amazing you love that game far too it's much it's so good they just had a new map Matt. it's so good Ugh, oh my map. gosh a second map it's like league of legends no league of legends only has one this has two now uh they, they have they have three or four now but yeah but they're all the same right pretty much yes that's uh, what i mean this is the totally different map this is totally different uh-huh it is kind of mm-hmm. like league in that it is like very similar rule set same thing over and over and know, over but, again okay but uh, i was playing that game i was i was it was a solo run i'm dry it's a it's I'm, I'm in a buggy and i gotta get to military island all right and i'm driving my buggy trying to get to military island to try to outrun the, the 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 blue zone which will kill you another guy in a buggy comes up from behind me is chasing me i turn off i i switch to my back seat of the buggy kill that guy Jump back into my front seat and drive away. All right. He's not like me back when I played Halo Two. It's so good. He's so good. Um, and it's third and final question. You have the option to travel to any point in time. When do you travel and why? For sake of simplicity, you travel as an observer and cannot interact with wherever you go or whenever. Okay, you go. that's good because I was say I'm not traveling anywhere back in time. Do you know how nasty every time before our current time was? I mean, I might just to try and make our world better. If what, I travel could, back in time. And oh, if, and, if and, I like, if I could change things or make, or also, hmm. well, okay. I mean, if I'm just an observer and I can't interact, I can. I'm observing though, and I do. I'm. Do I keep this memory for? I assume I do when I come back to my the current time, right? That would make sense. Yeah, I would probably go and observe something that was lost in time. Some knowledge that. that, that- that we That's don't what know. I was thinking. It was like all those societies where we don't have a lot of great records, like uh, you know Scandinavia from before the you know before you know zero CE. You know we don't really know that much about what went on there. I mean, there's a whole series of peoples that came out of Scandinavia and occupied Europe and became like the the different Goth tribes, and no one really knows why they conquered huge you know swaths of Europe. I would like to check that out or, you know, I'm sure there's tons of history in Africa that's been completely, you know, destroyed by destroyed by colonialism. Also that. Yeah. On Native Americans as well in uh, North America. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. And Central and South America for that matter. You know, those giant Native American cities that no one knew they had until like 30 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The the many languages and histories that have just been destroyed um, and gone. Maybe I would like to interact with the past, you know, Uh, introduce some diseases to some people. I don't like I don't. Yeah, I don't. It would change things a lot. I don't know what I probably wouldn't exist, frankly, if I did something back then. Um, but I, I think that's the I some I think I'd want to find a, a lost point where it knowledge that would benefit mankind of some like not necessarily just history, even though that does have some beneficial nature. But I, I feel like I'd like to see, you know, I'm sure there's some science like I'm get like whatever was burned in the Library of Alexandria. Like that is really interesting to me because I feel like you know that that set us back 
as a, as a, as a civilization, as humanity, we we lost knowledge there. And I'm one. I'm. It I'm wasn't s- as much as as people say. Uh, I've been doing some uh, reading and listening about it uh, recently, and the, the burning of the library in Alexandria wasn't as big a deal as a lot of our you know middle school texts made it out to be, uh, because uh, there were much larger libraries uh, that were around at that time. Like everyone makes up the library of Alexandria out to be this giant library. It actually wasn't. Uh, most of that knowledge was elsewhere. Um, the place, uh, if you're really looking to do something like that, uh, when the Mongols invaded Baghdad, the river ran black with the ink of all the priceless texts that they destroyed for no particular reason. Besides, well, you know, they're, they're Mongols. They have to conquer. They do, but, you know, which con was usually that? they do it in more horrifying ways. Which con was that? I'm sure they did the horrifying ways, too. We know which con. Uh, that, that was Genghis. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that, that, that was the original. The original. The OG. <laughs> the OG. Temujin. Okay, have you ever read the? Uh, there's a okay. You, no one on earth. I, I'm curious. Anyone, anyone listening has has had read any of the Mars Attacks uh, novels? Oh my God! Please, if you've read those, let us know. Because I've, I've read two of. I read two of them, and one of them is a modern Mongol. Uh, a, a a Mongolian man uh, reforms the horde and uh, tries to take over. Uh, you said Mars Attacks, like that terrible movie, right? Okay, one, Mars Attacks, the movie is great. Uh, and two, uh-huh. the books are definitely a different tone than the movie. The books are very serious. The movie is very silly. Did uh, the books come before the movie? I believe the books came after the movie, but oh. I, I think they were written because people knew about... I mean, Mars Attacks is a property has existed for a lot longer than that movie has existed. The books, however, oh. I think came about because of the movie bringing the brand back into popularity or at least recognition. Uh, but there's a, there's a book about a Mongolian horde reforming in this post Mars attacks invasion and them challenging the Martians. Interesting. I don't, it's a very strange thing. I might, I think I feel sometimes I feel like that I'm the only person that read any of the Mars attacks. I don't know how I got them. I have two of them. One about, it's about a Mongolian horde reforming. And the other one is about like a suburban, uh, tourist trap being beset by giant bugs. So hmm. they're definitely written by, sounds like fun. I, it's, it is fun. Uh, let's, well, okay, let's move on. Um, I have a pair of questions, one from, from Anna and one from Sean. They're sort of in the same ballpark, so I got them, I grouped them together. Uh, first from Anna, is there a moment or joke that you think has aged horribly? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, aside from like jokes that are about very specific 90s policy, political stuff, I think that Such stuff is the episode we just did. <laughs> yeah, some of like the Don't Ask, Don't Tell is an example. Also, the Starbucks stuff, like jokes that at the time maybe were fine, but in the intervening years have been run into the ground like that. Plus just the distasteful things. And that is kind of also Sean's question. Here's a question for you. What What is one joke that you, you really didn't like or that you thought went too far? And I think that is linked to my in my mind where a lot of the things are just like it was OK. It passed. It was fine in the 90s. But in 2017, we've kind of gotten past some of the jokes in some places yeah, like homer's phobia in general uh is a great episode that i think we really liked uh but some of it's a little um yeah i don't i i don't mind i think homer's phobia is actually the exception that proves the rule largely i feel like it's mostly because it's john waters uh i think if it's like three gays of the condo that i don't i don't know maybe other people i don't know what the consensus on that episode is but i like anytime hank is area does his gay person voice I go, yeah. oh, I don't no thank you. It's fine. Uh I, I that that is the stuff that I don't I think is as frankly 
watching it now, I go, oh, that's no thank you. I don't want that. Um, and Sean's question, specifically the Cartridge family, has a lot of stuff that I went too far with gun violence. Um, oh, def- which, definitely. There's, there's also the episode... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I don't... No, no, finish well, I was going to say there was an episode where... Um, where Homer is, uh, you know, brainwashed by a bunch of hippies, and Lisa thinks he's uh, become an Islamic terrorist, and that's just, yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that one. No, I, there's, there's that. It's, I don't like the Simpsons get a lot of credit for like covering political and social things, but half the time I feel like it, they are in over their head. Um, I think it's best when those issues reflect back from the family and not the other way around, which is what they do a lot of the time. Uh, also, the Apu stuff, which, you know, the trouble with Apu just came out, which we discussed in a bonus episode. Like, Apu is a, a, a character that I like, but everything in that documentary is 100% correct about him. And I don't understand. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I don't understand. There's There are Simpsons fans who are like, I don't. Why are we making. Why are we being why are we picking apart a poo i love a poo i'm like you can do both <laughs> like it's yeah, you it's can like, you can have both those opinions it's okay it, it's okay to acknowledge that a thing you like might have problems with it and not feel you don't have to blame your it's not your fault like it's it it happened in like it was in the early 89 and 90 and like it's it's not a i don't know i don't blame the simpsons it's a product of its time and of a very specific culture and what you do is hopefully what they might do is you know you just be smart about it and and reflect and show that you have learned and you've changed it's okay um i don't know that's stuff that stands out to me yeah basically a, a lot of things involving you know racism sexism lots of isms uh <laughs> most of them were done okay but there were a few that just yeah you know. the simpsons i i think frankly if you look at a, a lot of shows from the 90s and onward, the Simpsons actually do much better than a lot of other stuff. They really do. Yeah, it's actually not s- unbelievably shameful like some things are when you go back and watch them. You're like, oh my god, this is actually awful. Um, yeah. Next from Holly, I'd love to hear mere. I'd love to hear more about your education background and your current jobs. So, Matt, what's your education background? Uh, I am an electrical engineer. Uh, which is of no use in my current job. <laughs> uh, and uh, basically, it helped with my Simpsons addiction because it led to long periods of studying where I needed something to distract myself. So, uh, But not something that I had to concentrate on. So in the background, there was always a Simpsons episode uh, you know, droning on uh, because uh, I was a early participant in file sharing. So I would say probably about like 2002, 2003, I had most of the simpsons episodes at least from the first probably eight or nine seasons i i worried too much about the later seasons back then uh that i could just watch over and over and over again and then i bought the dvds and got better cop uh copies and now matt fixes screens it's true i fixed giant led screens uh which is uh stressful and involves a lot of working outdoors which is not fun uh i have a degree in english literature very useful degree <laughs> <laughs> well, when you when you write uh, books and and you record podcasts, yes, yes, it can be. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a. If you wanted to put a name on my current job, it's a freelancer. That's the nice way to put it. The bad way to put it is unemployed <laughs> or a home. I'm a homemaker, I guess, as well. I do take care of the house. My wife works, um, and luckily can take care of us both, uh, at least for the moment. I'm looking for work, uh, but Alberta is having a, a rough go of it in the, in employment right now. Um, they are they are in a, a province built on oil, 
and oil is not necessarily doing very well uh, in general. And I think it's a little, it's tough. But I am I am writing a lot right now. I'm working on podcasts a lot. I am taking care of the house and my kitty cats and uh, taking care of my wife. Um, That's true. R- Robbie's cats have run his life. Uh, he only has three, though. Only, well, Matt, when we buy a house, <laughs> we will, it will happen eventually. We'll get a house and then... We we're we've already put it like we can't have a fourth cat until we have a house. We can't have a dog until we have a house. Once we have a house, though. Hey, do you need a dog? I happen to have. I don't one. want. I, could, I, uh, I don't yeah. want your dog. I want a good dog. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's that's more true than I, I like to admit. <laughs> uh, next up from Rob, uh, we had Bret Hart make a uh, guest appearance in the Simpsons episode. Any current wrestlers you think would make good Simpsons characters? I'd love to see an episode where Homer gets really into NXT, interacts with guys like the Velveteen Dream or Aleister Black, sort of like the Homer Blues episode, but wrestling related. Uh, huh. This is an incredibly I think dul- that'd be awesome. Well, this is an incredibly dulgent episode for uh, a question for me. Matt does not watch wrestling. Um, I mean, if you want me to dream up a wrestling, I, I think one you'd have to have it be the problem is that so much of Western wrestling, wrestling not from not in Japan or Mexico, frankly, North American. Meaning U.S. and basically U.S. and Canadian, honestly. Like Mexican wrestling, there's it has its own culture that is not relying on WWE. Japanese and even European wrestling has its own culture to certain degrees with their own scenes and stuff. You know, Japan has a Japan and Mexico are incredibly healthy uh, wrestling uh, uh, places, and they don't they don't rely on WWE to basically run the entire what people conceive of as professional wrestling. But in America and in Canada, to a, a lesser extent, the WWE is what people think of as wrestling there's there are other places there's tons of indies and smaller companies like uh impact wrestling which formerly tna is still around ring of honor they're around but most people aren't aware of them most people think of wwe they think of hulk hogan they think of stone cold steve austin they think of brock lesnar um so you'd have to if you want to do an episode and you want a lot of guys like that current and or retired guys who are technically under still under legends contracts in the wwe you have to deal with the WWE and the WWE has her own. They have a very specific way of how they market and write their characters. And I don't see them allowing the Simpsons to do much with them. <laughs> like in an interesting, what it would be an interesting way. Like, uh, and it, like they've done Simpsons have done wrestling esque episodes, but nothing I feel like that is actually like a Homer Palooza episode, but with Homer, with homer doing wrestling instead like homer i but would i like that that'd be awesome um but i don't they'd have to do it with like thin analogs or with guys that aren't under contract with the wwe which is few and far between nowadays honestly um i don't want to talk about wrestling too much i don't want to i could talk about it for another hour i'm not gonna go to serial fanatics to talk about wrestling there um uh, next question from Jeff. Uh, what is your favorite video game of all time? One from each of you, if possible. Thanks up and keep up the great work. So, Matt, what's your favorite game mm-hmm. of all time? I would probably say right now, Civilization VI. Uh, it's just so engrossing and so much fun. Is it better? You think it's better than five? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Hands down. I heard a lot of people who like who love five and don't think six is as good. Uh, well, they're wrong. So, oh, all you right. know. All right. Good luck with that. My favorite game of all time. That is an incredibly complicated question that I don't know how to answer. <laughs> Because I could pick a lot of different. You, you kind of have to say like per genre, to be honest. Well, I know, I don't know. Like, I think it's it, it's a thing that like if you ask me my favorite movie, I can answer that. You ask me my favorite television show, I can do that. My favorite video game is very hard. Um, I think 
if I go with my gut, it'd be Earthbound. Um, Earthbound is such an incredibly unique and fun and peculiar and engrossing video game that that captured my imagination when I was a kid, and I still go back to it every sometimes multiple times a year just to be in that world again. I really wish Nintendo would release a translation of Mother 3, which is the sequel that never has a... There's a fan translation, but you have to play in an emulator, and it's not it's not quite the same. I would, I'd love a Nintendo-endorsed version of that, which they've hinted at over the years and never have actually released it. Also, I, I mean, I could also say Fallout 3, because I played that so much. I played it to death. Uh, Last of Us. I think it's a fantastic game. Probably the best story in a game, maybe. I don't know. I really love What Remains of You to finish this year. Uh, PUBG is great. There, I just, I always waver. I always go, oh, this is my favorite, or this is my favorite, or this is my favorite. Like, I always, for a long time, it was Bioshock. I like Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite a lot, even though they have problems. Um, Super Mario RPG. All the Mario games are great, regardless of, like, what era. They're all amazing for the most part. But if you had, I would say Earthbound off the top of my head. Like, if I had to go with my gut instinct, one game, Earthbound. It's, it's really, it's a, it, it's a very peculiar JRPG that there's never been anything like it, really. There's a couple of games I think are in development that are like it right now. Um, next question. Cody, after reviewing the first eight seasons, have your favorite seasons changed? I know Robbie is particularly partial to season eight. Four is still mine, but seven edged closer. Uh, what do you say, Matt? Is your thoughts on any particular season changed so far? Well, I used to think season four was like hands down the best season, but after doing a deep dive, I don't know. I think I like either season seven or season eight better. Uh, and honestly, uh, that's you know, semantics. I really did not appreciate season two. Um, like when I would go back and watch all of these episodes, I would usually start somewhere in season three, somewhere in season four. Uh, I would very rarely watch anything from season two. I never watched anything from season one. Uh, but since doing season two, I'm a lot more likely to actually watch through season two. I've come to appreciate it more. I think season eight is still my favorite. Uh, I, I think it has pretty much all my favorite episodes are in season eight. Um, but I think I had, uh, and I always loved three and four and I even like two a lot. Um, but I think five and six, I've gotten a greater appreciation for. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, I don't think I ever appreciate that. They felt, you know, like I always had a very firm idea of what four was and a very firm idea of what eight, like seven season seven and eight were. Um, but, you know, I, eight is my favorite. I think seven is my second, even though, you know, those are very close though. Like seven, I think eight, it has my, it has Homer's enemy. It's my favorite episode. It has a lot of really other great. Yes. You only move twice and the mysterious voyage of Homer, but se- season seven has Bart sells the soul summer four foot two Homer Palooza. Like I really love all those episodes too. Um, Lisa, that kind of classed, but I, those five and six seasons, I never had a firm idea of what they were. And now I kind of do. I really like, they're all great. You know, they all have their very own unique identity. Um, it's gotten a little bit firmer in my mind. Um, season nine is, I I'm so, I think I have an idea. I basically know what season nine is now, you know, after we're mostly the way through it. You know, I think I know what season nine mm-hmm. is. I'm interested to see what season 10 turns into. Like, I, I, I'm really curious about these, you know, the post 10 seasons as well. Like, how will I feel about them? Because I suspect... Will they be as bad? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, those seasons, basically, I'm curious what The Simpsons would be if those seasons never happened. If we jumped straight into the Al Jean kind of modern seasons, instead of having multiple seasons in a row, which are just full of jerk Homer stuff, which is the, the problem for the most part. Um... Eric's, what are your favorite uh, non-traditional Christmas movies? Uh, like 
examples, Gremlins or Die Hard? Uh, Die Hard, hands down. Best Christmas movie. Have to watch it every year. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. It happens during Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie. Uh, it brings his family together. Thank you. It is a Christmas movie. Man, he doesn't have. He has. A, he has an estranged wife. That is not a. I don't know. How, calling that a family is, is a little family. bit of a reach. Are you saying that you don't have a family? That I don't have a family? I have kitty cats and pets. <laughs> what if they have pets? We don't. John McClane doesn't have pets. Mm-hmm. Textually, there is no mention of any dogs or cats or any pets whatsoever. We cannot just assume he has them. He doesn't say he does. Sure, Robbie. Sure, whatever you say. He has kids in the sequels. See, there you go. That's but that's you need. those are in the sequels, not in the original. Die Hard's a great movie. It's the one of the best action movies of all time. It is not. A, I. It's fine. It, like it's a non-traditional Christmas movie. Here's my. Okay, what uh, I was going to ask you, Matt, is what do you think is a Christmas movie? Like, what is embodies Christmas movie to you? That's a great question. I guess if Christmas takes place somewhere during the, the movie. Well, I'm. That's not. I think. I think that's the wrong type of way to look at it. You know, I. I think that's. Like I, I don't think Die Hard's bad or anything. I just think Christmas movie doesn't need to encompass Christmas. It just has to be one. It has to have a feel good ending, happy ending, necessary. Um, two, I think like family coming together. I think that's important. Three, I think redemption is asked sometimes. Not, I don't think it's essential, but a lot like the Grinch, uh, the Grinch is still Christmas, and uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life, and all those movies. You know, Scrooge, Christmas Carol. All those movies feature redemption of a bad guy, you know, or a guy yeah. who's lost something and he comes back to like, hey, no, life's. So, so what you're getting at is Scrooged. That's that's the best Christmas movie. I, I don't like Scrooged. What? You don't like Scrooge? Oh, man. I love. Why not? I love Bill Murray. I don't. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. I don't like it. It's gross. Hmm. I mean, it's basically Groundhog's Day all over again in a shorter period of time. Groundhog's but... Day is actually closer to a Christmas movie than Scrooged is to me. I think Groundhog's Day is actually yeah. a great Christmas movie. Yeah, that's that. I would have to agree. Groundhog's Day is a a good Christmas type movie. But here, here's the themes you look for in a Christmas movie. Here is here is my this is my full on completely non traditional dark horse Christmas movie. You ready for it, Matt? Mm-hmm. Dark City. All right, you're gonna have to explain that one to me because I don't get that one. <laughs> I've never seen Dark City. Oh, so. you haven't seen? Oh, you haven't seen? We're gonna, all right, so I now know what we're gonna do when we hang out. We're gonna watch the director's uh-huh. cut of Dark City. Okay, so Dark City is one of my personal favorite movies. Uh, specifically, the director's cut. The original theatrical version is bad. I mean, it's all right. It's so good because of the essential ideas in it. But the director's cut is so much better. Um, but Dark City, I don't want to exp- – it, it relies on a very central mystery. Uh, and if you ex- – the problem with the original theatrical version is that it spoils the essential mystery like right away. Oh, wow. And the director's cut leaves it, lets it ride for about halfway, two-thirds of the movie. And then it's revealed, and then you get a lot of extra meaning because of that mystery being delayed. Um, hmm. It is about overcoming uh, darkness. It has a happy ending. Uh, a dude, it, it's basically recognizing the value of humanity, which is a very, I think it's actually, like, it's a very dark movie in literally and figuratively. but. I think it does have that those essential like elements that I just listed. It has like a dude getting a redemption arc. It has like a kind of realization of the value of humanity. It has a happy ending, etc. Fair enough. But we should watch Dark City. Dark City is great. All right, it's a great movie. Um, if you haven't watched Dark City out there, watch the director's cut if you're going to watch it. 
Okay, do not avoid the theatrical version. Make sure you watch the director's cut because the theatrical version, I wish I could erase my memory of it before I watched it for the first time. So it's just like uh, Blade Runner. Uh, I'm not one of the people that think that all the cuts are that different. Like, I don't... I think there's value in... I agree that the final cut is probably the best one, but I don't yeah. see that much. Okay. Uh, Abby, this question. I want to know... Well, it's not really a question. I want to know about all the people you guys have known named Cooter. <laughs> Um, I don't, when I, when we were talking about, uh, what's the name of it? Why can't I think of it? Bart Carney. I wasn't, I don't think I, I, I think I alluded to people knowing like people like Cooter, not necessarily people named Cooter, but I knew a no, lot of, no, that's a terrible name. I mean, I knew a lot of dudes. I, we both, Matt and I grew up in rural Florida and like our people have this idea of Florida. Like it's not really in the South. Like it's, uh, like because of the tourism, and um, because of Miami, they feel it, they, it's not really a southern state. And there's a joke uh, that the further north you go in Florida, the, the more south you get. And that's vaguely true. Yeah. But I grew up pretty relatively close to Orlando and Tampa. And I was south as you can get. All right. Down a dirt road. Bunch of people firing off black powder rifles on the weekends. It lots of like when you think of southern stereotypes a lot of them and i went to school with a lot of those people and maybe not none of them were nicknamed cooter but i worked at a i worked in construction in in that area and all those dudes were a lot of those dudes were construction and it's i were okay i worked with a guy who was a nice enough fella he was a little bit country he was very country i'm not i mean he was nice <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not going to say he's they're all like most of them are very, very country, but he is a very nice enough guy. He, but he was like pig pen. Like he would, everything he touched turn into mud. Like he just got mud everywhere he went. There was mud and it doesn't like things don't make sense. That's an amazing skill. I, yeah, it doesn't like he, we, you know, you send him to a job site without dirt, right? He goes to a job site that doesn't have dirt. And you think logically when he comes back with whatever leftover material, it would be fine because how could it get dirty? There's no dirt. It's a con it's concrete and paved and, and finished job site that all he has to do is put on, you know, siding or whatever. He brings back the material covered in mud. How? How? There's no dirt. I was He stopped taking a nap and slept in the dirt. I guess I don't know. It's just it's very much I don't know didn't know guys guys named Cooter, but I grew up with a lot of fellas that I knew I worked with a guy who looked exactly like uh, uh, exactly like Cooter. Like I look uh, like a a tall, lanky guy, Southern accent, looked exactly like him. I don't know. I I I I, I at at some points I like I think Southern stereotypes are very bad, and then other times like oh wait no they're that way because of like I knew a bunch of dudes who embodied them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who had who's who spit who chewed tobacco who had gun racks in their trucks. Who like and that like the Carney stuff is different than the Southern stuff, but I feel like it. They, especially in that episode, they kind of blend together. Although I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I would find a guy nicknamed Cooter. Uh, in Canada, you mean? No, not well. Alberta is kind of the Texas of Canada. Well, there you go. But uh, they have it's a completely different kind of like redneck stereotype in Canada. It's very different. I, I don't really know it very well, but I do know enough that it's definitely not the stereotype we, as, you know, Floridians, me as a Floridian knew. It's a different thing. Um, I got, okay, I also have a, a special uh, section in our questions, Matt. 
It is the All joke. Right. It is the joke question uh, division. Uh, first from Thomas. Were you saying boo or boo earns? I mean, we were all saying boo earns, aren't we? I think that's Deep the answer. Deep down in our hearts yeah, every day. we were saying boo earns. Oh, from Jeff. Uh, Canyonero. Uh, yeah, of course. Canyonero. Yeah, of course. Of course we can. Uh, uh, from also named Bort. Uh, on the itchy and scratchy CD-ROM, is there a way to get out of the dungeon without the wizard key? Uh, yes, you have to say hello and shake the left hand of the mouse wizard three times and then punch him through his throat. <laughs> and then, well, John replied to this. What the hell are you talking about? Sorry, Matt Robbie. I can't deal with these hardcore fans. <laughs> uh, and finally from Nav. Don't you hate pants? Yes, absolutely. Mostly, yeah, mostly. Although, although this time of year, I'm, I'm more in favor of them. Yeah, I, don't, I like pants more now that it's very cold all the time. It's not, we're having a pretty temperate, temperate winter this year, but uh, I do hate, inside I hate pants for sure. When I can control the temperature. I think, how about pajama pants? Is that still pants? Absolutely. Mm, I like those. They're comfortable. But I would never wear those outside. I think of pants, I think of things I would wear outside to respectable like people. Like outside. So, so fr- what are pajama pants then? Why are they called pajama pants if they're not pants? They're pants, but they're not outside pants. Not for well, me. He didn't ask about outside pants. He I, just said pants. I I think when Homer implies pants, he th- he's talking about pants that he wears outside. I uh, know. I think he's talking about wearing his underwear everywhere he goes. See, that doesn't. Okay, let's. I maybe some mixed bag hate pants. Mixed feelings. I don't know what mixed to say. Feelings. There we go. That's good. Uh, Steven, will you be doing a review of the Simpsons movie? Um, I think we will be doing something with the Simpsons movie. We have a commentary track up on our Patreon. Um, oh, that's right. I was gonna say we've definitely watched it for this before. We have watched it. We did a commentary track. We haven't done a like normal. I think we'll do an episode of with it doing something. I don't. It's an hour and a half long. I don't know if we're gonna pull clips and like do a full recap on it. We'll do something with it when probably when it in the chronology of the show, which is I think season seventeen, around there when we get to it, we'll probably do something with it and talk about it. And by that time, there might be a second movie because Disney now owns The Simpsons. Um, will be a new movie every three years. Yeah, if yeah, it's animated, so it might have to take longer. Um, from Kevin, what have you been your favorite movie? What have been your favorite movies this year? Given that either one of you have watched any, uh, I don't. Hmm, how many th- movies in theater have I seen this year? Well, I recently got a movie pass, so I've been seeing quite a few more. Uh, I actually, if you guys have not seen Coco, uh, it is fantastic. The new Pixar movie, uh, definitely go see it. Great songs, great story, fantastic animation, just all around wonderful. I mean, I saw Blade Runner 2049. I thought it was really good. Depressing, but good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's very yeah depressing. I think it was very beautiful. Um, I don't see nearly as many movies as I used to. I am a big old stick in the mud. I don't want to go out with people. I like seeing, movie, you know, seeing movies in theaters. As I saw Doctor Strange. Is that still this year? Or was that last year? I think that was last that year. That was last year. That was not this year. Uh, have I really not? I saw... I've seen some... Uh, I saw, was it The Red Turtle? That was a Ghibli movie. Hmm. I want to say that's what it was called. Red Turtle. You haven't seen Thor Ragnarok yet? No, I haven't. I really want to. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. I know. I, I've heard great things. I saw The Red Turtle, uh, in a Ghibli movie. It came out It yeah, it came out in 2017 this year in, in, in America. Uh, it's bad. Don't see that movie. Aww. <laughs> I tried to think of movies I've seen. Ghibli movie, though. It's a, it's not uh though it's not a, a Miyazaki movie. It's just published by Ghibli. Oh, gotcha. It's a French film, French animated film, which I don't like. I didn't like it. Um, it, have I really only? I don't. This is depressing. I don't. I there's a lot of movies I want to see. So are those any of those count? <laughs> the best movie I haven't seen because I want to see Shape of Water really bad. Um, the new Del Toro movie. 
Oh yeah, me too. I can't wait to see that. Uh, JD's question, Robbie, how did you end up in Canada? Uh, my wife got a job here, and we, she transferred. She transferred within her company to uh, a job in Edmonton, and she we decided to to go for it. Um, simple as that. It's a job she really wanted, so we did it. That's eh, not complicated. Nah, Canada's nice. I did an episode for the, on the serial fanaticist about Canada about. So it was like six months in uh, talking about our experience. So you check that out if you want more about general Canada knowledge. It's really not that different. It's very cold. Um, uh, John, you get one Simpsons quote for the remainder of your life. Which one do you choose? I am partial to, to you tried your best and failed miserably. The lesson is never try. Uh, keep up the great work, even if the show doesn't. Uh, so you get one quote. You get one quote for the rest of your life, Matt. You can't use any other quotes. What do you choose? Sorry, you broke up. What did you say? I said you get one quote for the rest of your life. You can't use any others. What do you choose? Which one? Oh, um, I bet my Wookiee. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, SMRT. I am so smart. SMRT. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I do it. I do it every day. I do it all the time. So that's the one I use the most. It probably should be the one I pick. Um, Danny, uh, thoughts on over aggressive fandoms. I've seen it around E3 during the console press conferences. More recently during the release of Justice League and Rotten Tomatoes score. His second question: Brownies or cookies? Uh, let's see. Brownies, we can do brownies or cookies first because that's, a, I think, a slightly simpler question. Uh, I have to go cookies, right? You have to go cookies. There's so much more variety. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I would say m- probably cookies because you can have all kinds of different cookies. Although, if I just want chocolate, I'm going to go with a brownie. I'm actually a big fan of blondies as well. Uh, it's, I like the, the, the halfway between cake and cookie kind of thing. Bonnies are all right. I think I used to like them more than I do. I, I, if I want the heavy dose of chocolate, I will go brownie. But largely, I'm gonna want those cookies. Give me them cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, aggressive fandoms. Uh, I we've talked about we touched on this a lot during some of our Patreon episodes. I think um, toxic fandom is very bad. Um, and the thing with at least the Simpsons, it does. I don't think it's much of it doesn't because there's just some fewer people who watch modern episodes. Like there's not enough people to get fired up about the, if the new episode's good or bad or not. You know? Yeah. Um, we've touched on it a little bit when we've talked about the news group too. Like there's certainly people on that, in that proto internet where there's people who get really upset about certain things and start like ranting about the Simpsons and the way that the writers have responded, writers and creators responded back then. I'm curious if they were faced with the same kind of level of things that people are now. Like I think of, you know, there's the, the, the uproar about just, Justice League's Rotten Tomato score. Uh, you know, I, I think of the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce thing, uh, which was ridiculous. It's just sauce, guys. It's, it's just... <laughs> just sauce. You don't just need sauce. to yell at people making minimum wage about a sauce about from your show. It's don't... Like, I like Rick and Morty a lot. I think the fandom is poisonous. Uh, it's... And it's... I, I don't. It, and it's getting the wrong message from the show. Yes, it really is. And I, I don't want to like it's Rick and Morty. It's not exclusive to Rick and Morty. There's plenty of other shows that in other properties where people get the wrong message from it and misinterpret what the people are trying to say. Even if I think Rick and Morty mostly is just saying, "Hey, it's this is funny, isn't it?" Like here's hijinks in intergalactic form with some character stuff thrown in. I don't think it's going for nearly as much depth. Like that's the half the problem with the toxicity. But I think in, in fandom in general, toxicity is really dangerous because people get so obsessed with something and they start to claim ownership of it. They feel like because they've been they put so much time into it, so much of their life revolves around this one specific thing, be it Simpsons or Rick and Morty or 
Justice League or a Disney show, like anything. It could be anything. Steven Universe. Um, at least Steven Universe fans are generally happier. But there's plenty of, you know, My Little Pony has that thing where it's about, you know, it's theoretically a kid's show, but it has a lot of uh, adults who watch it and obsess over it. And it makes the fandom weird and sometimes bad. Um, you, I, I, it is a thing I'm aware of when we were, when we're doing this. Uh, when we're doing new, like, especially now as we get into the episodes where there's, I, I won't, I don't like some of them, frankly. I don't, I think they're bad. And I don't want to devolve into, like, one, it's toxic people attacking other people. Like, that's not excusable. Uh, two, attacking creators, not excusable in any way. Uh, three, being gatekeepers to the fandom, not excusable. Anyone can be a fan of anything. You don't get to decide who, what other people are fans of. Um, and like it, people will claim ownership of a thing and then they get to decide. They think they get to decide what it is and what's valuable about it and what other people, what can be done with it, even over the creators, what they think the creators can do with it. And I try not to, I don't want to lapse into that at any point when we're talking about The Simpsons. Although I will agree that The Simpsons have plenty of bad episodes. I don't ever want to judge an episode without watching it, without talking about it, without discussing it in depth, which is why we're doing this, frankly. I see a lot of people online talk about new episodes, and they look at... I, I remember a specific tweet where someone uh, screencapped a brief synopsis of a new episode, a modern-day episode, and they made fun of it. Uh, I don't think they watched it, because although the synopsis was weird, I thought the episode was fine. It wasn't necessarily great, but it was better than average, which is, you know, in modern-day Simpsons, sometimes quite a feat. Um, I just, I, I feel like people put a thing up on a pedestal, and then it becomes the most important thing in their life, and they lose all kind of perspective. And you should never, you should always try and maintain a proper perspective, regardless of how cool a thing is. Yeah, it, it's never cool to keep other people from enjoying what you love. I've never understood why that's such an impulse to say, oh, I know more about this than you. Therefore, you're not worthy of it. Uh, I, I want to share the things I love with everybody. I, I, I mean, I, people don't talk to me about computer things because they won't shut up. <laughs> I think it's a, a measure of I like this thing this way. And I, I'm afraid that if other people like it, too, they will influence it and change it. And it won't be the thing I like anymore. I want it to be my club. You know, I'd want it me and my very this very specific sect of people. Uh, we like it. and You can't, uh, etc. I, I mean, it's it's tribalism. People do that regardless of fandoms or not, you know. But I, I, I think the beauty of fandom in general is that we can kind of join together and see similarities in people who we might differ from very wildly. You know, we might have a, a completely different upbringing from them. We not may not have a lot of similar cultural touchstones, but we both can like this very specific thing. We both recognize, you know, like I, I don't, I, if I went to Brazil, I can't speak Portuguese and I don't really, I don't know their culture, but I can say dough. We can both laugh at a Simpsons episode. Like it's, it's, there's things that, that bring, it brings people together and rather than keep them apart. And the fact that, and when people attack creators and or critics, that is uh, insane. It's just, it, it's not, it's not real guys. I know we, the Simpsons aren't real. They're not a real family. It's if, or the justice league movie, which Danny references like <laughs> Superman. I love Superman. I think he's a great character. He's not getting, I think they, they're, I wish they would do better with him in the movies, but he's not real. You know, he's not a real guy. He's, a, a, he's a creation. It's okay to let that, let it go. I think that's what people are. They get so obsessed and you can't, you got to breathe back away. 
And I, that's the other thing. If you stop liking a thing, don't hate watch things. Just don't. Save your own sanity. There's too much good stuff in the world to yeah. hate, hate watch anything. Yeah, like, oh, like I see people tweeting like, oh, I'm watching season eight of this season of a television show. I've watched seven episodes in a row and I hate them all. Why am I so... Stop, man. Go watch, a, try a new show. It might be good. Like, try a different, try a different angle. You, you, you'll, uh, okay. Um, from Daniel. Uh, you never mentioned American Dad when you compare or discuss the Simpsons versus shows like uh, Family Guy or Rick and Morty. What's your opinion on that show? In my opinion, it's very underrated, and their Christmas specials are incredible. Thanks for the great year. Um, I haven't watched a lot of American Dad. I've watched... I think you should. It's Sorry, go ahead. I mean, I've only watched... I think I, was, I watched some of the first season when it was on... Was it ever on Adult Swim? I want to say it was for a bit. Oh, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, it probably still is. I just don't watch Adult Swim anymore. But I watched for a while, and then I... As I stopped watching most, like it was never appointment viewing for me, and I just kind of went, "Oh, it's Seth MacFarlane." Eh. I've always heard it was better than Family Guy because it actually had like plots versus Family Guy's just kind of loose assemblage of jokes. Yeah, is that what you're gonna say, man? Also, the the, the characters are far more interesting. Uh, Roger the alien is very much a a character of chaos, uh, but it's much more like the Simpsons, and it's all incredibly realistic uh, with the exception of Roger the alien. But even if you give them that, you know, as a gimme, it still works out really well. Uh, the voice acting is, is much better done than family guy. Uh, honestly, it's still a really interesting show. I'm really behind. I'm like two seasons behind and watching it, but I still watch new episodes because they're coming up with at least more interesting plots. Uh, honestly, comparing modern day American dad to modern day Simpsons, most American dad episodes are better. Yeah, I don't. It's not. I. It's just one of those things where I just kind of think my brain just lumped it in with Seth MacFarlane shows. Yeah. And I just went, mm. hey, no. Now, now that the Orville is out, you really can't do that. I've heard very mixed things about the Orville. Anyone who says the Orville is bad is either wrong or really hates Seth MacFarlane's style of humor. I think that second thing you said, Matt, I would put myself in that camp for the most part but it, it's very toned down in the orville i definitely think if if you th- if you've heard mixed reviews and think maybe watch the first three episodes and you'll know i haven't watched the punisher yet man i don't know if i can put i got other television that i haven't watched that i need to put in front of the orville uh, i don't think so i mean if you like star trek you will like the orville i mean i like star trek you know how much star trek there is uh a lot but okay. you haven't seen it all yet i don't understand well there's i haven't watched all of discovery yet well, neither have I, actually. I'm really behind on that. Well, I'm, I'm more caught up on the Orville than I am on Discovery. That's the thing. I'd rather... I, and I never watched Enterprise, so I would watch... I've heard... I, I would have... With, after watching Discovery, I'm like, maybe I should go back and watch Enterprise. And frankly, I'd, I probably would want to watch Next Generation for the fourth time over watching the Orville for the first. <laughs> just to be honest. I, I don't know. I, again, I would say definitely give it a shot. It's better than everyone thinks it is. I've heard some people really like it, and then some people were like, hey, Seth MacFarlane's in that isn't the way. No, thank you. Bye-bye. It's bad. Telling you, it's totally worth it. All right. Uh, and our final question is from Will. Uh, is it just me, or has the current season of the show been pretty good? Um, I think it is. Ex- it's very similar to... It's a modern season of The Simpsons so far. Yeah, well, so about half the episodes are good enough that I would watch them again. The other half, not so much. It's 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 very... Uh, our, we've, we do new episode reviews on the Patreon, uh, so we watch them week to week when they're out. And... I like some of the episodes are really like Springfield Splendor is the one that stands out in my mind for this season so far, uh, mm-hmm. which people who are not watching Modern Simpsons, it is Lisa and Marge collaborating on a comic book and they change the entire art style for a portion of the episode. It's really interesting and they do a lot of really wacky, crazy stuff with 
the art style and then also with the, the the ending is really extravagant and interesting they have giant puppets for that it's really weird and i think that's why i like it a lot uh and also is a really good kind of character episode with lisa and marge um and there's episodes like that and then there are other episodes where uh in this season in particular there was uh the l- couple episodes mr lisa's mr lisa's opus we really didn't like i think that's it it just le- there's a lot of episodes season leaning really hard into nostalgia it's the thing that yeah. I, we picked up on and like they're really using stuff from much there's like camp crustier like stuff from very old episodes half like almost half rebooting things at times um for very mixed success with that stuff i still i think when we do reviews we generally say you should watch this or you shouldn't but I, I don't know. There's still a lot of good in there. I don't. I, I think whenever people say they're all bad, I, I think that's not fair. They're not all great. Like I, with most of the Algene seasons, especially, it's a mix. There's like a third that are are good, firmly good, and then a third that are kind of mediocre, and you still worth watching. And then a third that I get frustrated watching <laughs> because yeah. they're aimless mostly. And that's that's the thing that that's the thing that I. Uh, I, I but it just drives me crazy sometimes is that like the fault, the plots are just not don't connect. Uh, uh, but I still, I don't think it's certainly not all bad. There's certainly really good episodes in there. Like that Springfield Splendor one in particular. Like if you think bad, it's all like, go watch that. It's really interesting. I, th- I think it's hard to, I think a lot of people criticize the newer seasons one, because they are, you know, some of them are just kind of, frustrating to watch uh, especially if you just watched one of the classic episodes in syndication or on a dvd or whatever and the voices have changed which we touched on earlier like julie kavner tried to trying to sing is really bad like it's it's just or she just her voice is just really degraded from having to do that marge voice for so we really appreciate her trying <laughs> no yes i just i wish they would let her change it a little bit or i don't know what to do but it sounds painful for her and i don't like that um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I really want them. Like you see these things in these new, the new episodes where you're like, oh man, they could, that's, there's still fuel there. There's still new things to do. Like, yeah, it's been 30 seasons, but, or 29, but there's still p- places you can go. You just have to push it. You have to like really try and do new things, which they do sometimes. Uh, and then sometimes they're just, they take those ideas and go directions. You never think, why would they do that? Why do they, the choices are sometimes a little bit confounding and that's why it's even more. It's just very frustrating for us is that, you know, we are, I don't know. We did, uh, we just talked about uh, Simpson tide and that has a lot of the hallmarks of a modern Simpson tide. I feel like is emblematic of modern Simpsons episodes for better and for worse. So it's, it started season nine. It started what, like what modern Simpsons episodes are. Um, but I wouldn't say that's bad, necessarily bad, necessarily. And your mileage may vary. I think we both we are sometimes more strict than a lot of people. I see I see reviews sometimes of episodes we don't like that they like fine and find them plenty good. And there's always even in the episodes I find frustrating and hard to watch. There's still things in them that I like just because I like these characters so much. There's still little moments where I go, oh, I like that a lot, even mm-hmm. though I don't necessarily like the episode a bunch. Matt agrees with me. I do. That's why I keep saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that was it. That was it for our questions. That's all we got. Um, thank you guys for sending them in. I appreciate it. I uh, hope uh, you don't mind this little breather uh, over the holidays. Gives us a little bit of a break um, so we can enjoy um, 
indulging in all the food we could possibly fit into our bodies. Ah, uh, the best part of the holidays. It really, honestly, that's the that's the part of growing up is like when you stop caring so much about presents and you start more caring about how much chocolate, how much turkey, how much just carbs can I just shove into my mouth? How much eggnog can I drink? Mm, Not I enough. The last one. My favorite thing is fettuccine sandwiches. Wow. Okay. Fettuccine Alfredo sandwiches on butter rolls. Mm-mm-mm. Carbalicious. Wow. I like carbs. I put some carbs in my carbs. Uh, so, guys, I hope you guys have a happy holidays, however you celebrate. I hope you're enjoying them. I hope you're spending time with your family. And hopefully uh, that one that one bad uncle doesn't make it uncomfortable for you. Let's hope. Let's hope. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Sips Ends. Shh.